The epistle to be read today for the Septuagintum of Sunday is taken from St. Paul's first epistle to the Corinthians, chapter 9. Brethren, know, not, know you not that they that run in the race all run indeed, but one receiveth the prize. So run that you may obtain, and every one that striveth for the mastery refraineth himself from all things. And they indeed that they may receive a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible one. I therefore so run, not as to an uncertainty. I so fight, not as one beating the air. But I chastise my body and bring it into subjection, lest perhaps what I have preached to others, I myself should become a castaway. For I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that our fathers were all under the cloud and all passed through the sea, and all in Moses were baptized in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat of the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. And they drank the spiritual rock that followed them. The rock was Christ. But with most of them, God was not well pleased. And the Holy Gospel. Take him the Gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 20. At that time, Jesus spoke to his disciples this parable. The kingdom of heaven is like to a householder who went out early in the morning to hire laborers into his vineyard. And having agreed with the laborers for a penny a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And going out about the third hour, he saw others standing in the marketplace idle. And he said to them, Go you also into my vineyard, and I will give you what shall be just. And they went their way. And again he went out about the sixth and the ninth hour, and did in like manner. But about the eleventh hour, he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, Why stand you here all the day idle? They say to him, Because no man hath hired us. He saith to them, Go you also into my vineyard. And when the evening was come, the Lord of the vineyard saith to his steward, Call the laborers and pay them their hire, beginning from the last even to the first. When therefore they were come, they came about the eleventh hour, they received every man a penny. But when the first also came, they thought that they should receive more, and they also received every man a penny. And receiving it, they murmured against the master of the house, saying, These last have worked but one hour, and thou hast made them equal to us, that have borne the burden of the day and the heats. But he answering said to one of them, Friend, I do thee no wrong. Didst, didst thou not agree with me for a penny? Take what is thine and go thy way. I will also give to this last even as thee. Or is it not lawful for me to do what I will? Is thy eye evil, because I am good? So shall the last be first, and the first last. For many are called, but few are chosen. Thus far the words of today's Holy Gospel. And he said to them, Go you also into my vineyard, and I will give you what shall be just. These words are taken from the Gospel of today's Mass. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. There was, was a woman who always was complaining and grumbling. Something was always wrong. Nothing was ever right. Her husband, she thought, made more work for her than other husbands did for their wives. Her children took less care of their clothes than other children did. Other children obeyed their parents more readily than hers did. Her home always seemed colder in the winter. Of course, was much hotter in the summer 
than anyone else's. In fact, she even stated, God has given her, would given her the heavier cross to bear than he had given any of her other neighbors. Now, one night she had a, was given a special grace. She dreamed that her guardian angel stood by her bed. He told her to rise, for he had something he wanted to show her. So immediately she got up and followed him outside. As they passed through her neighborhood, she noticed many of the doors were marked with different size crosses. As they approached a certain house with one of these large crosses on it, the angel beckoned to her to come closer. She approached and peeped through the window. In one room, she saw a mother and a father kneeling by the bedside of their dying child. Then they went to another house with a large cross on it, and there she saw a poor, blind woman sitting alone in the corner of a cold, dark room. In another house, she saw the father of a family lying dead on the bed. Every house seemed to have some trial. At last, they stopped before a house with a tiny cross on the door. And as she looked at it, she realized it was her own house. And so when afterwards she was inclined to grumble, she thought of all those who were worse off than herself. And she got into the habit of saying this little prayer. Instead of grumbling or complaining, she said gladly and thankfully, My God, thy will be done, whatever it is for me. Now, my dear faithful, in the gospel for today, we read the parable of the laborers in the vineyard. Our Lord tells us that the Lord of the household went into the marketplace to find workers. And he went a few different times throughout the day. And each time, he found men willing to work. And he told them that he would pay them what was just. And at the end of the day, all the workers received a whole day's wage for their labor, even those who started work in the middle of the day or at the very end of the day. They had performed their work, and thus they received their due reward. Our dear faithful, the meaning of this parable is simply this. We are called by a mighty God to work for our salvation. And thus, the Lord of the vineyard represents Almighty God, while the laborers represent us. God has called each, one, each and every one of us to work out our salvation. For we are here on earth for, the, for one purpose, to know, love, and serve God in this world, in order that we may be happy with him in heaven. We are here on earth simply to do God's will for us, so that one day we will join him in heaven where he is waiting for us. Our Lord tells us this parable then to teach us a valuable lesson, that we must work to gain our salvation. Or as St. Paul shows in today's epistle, we are striving to win the race, and so we should give up and put our bodies into subjection in order to win, just as professional athletes will do. But we will win a crown that will last forever. 
And just as the laborers had to work in the vineyard to gain their pay, so must we work in order to gain our reward in heaven. We must work and toil through the trials and tribulations of life. We must do our work, that is, we must be faithful in fulfilling our spiritual exercises, our daily prayers, obeying the commandments. And we must perform our daily duties of caring for our families and our homes. We must do our part and persevere until the end. And then we will receive our due reward. Now, one of the biggest problems for us is not that we don't have work to do or don't know what we have to do, but rather we make poor use of all the things we must do. See, we, we, you see, we have to take advantage of all the opportunities that we have each day to work out our salvation, to gain a great reward in heaven. You often hear it said from the pulpit from the priest, simply fulfill your duty each day. Accept the circumstances that life presents to you, the joys, the crosses, the labor and work. That is all God wants you to do. But then we get caught up in the daily life and we forget this fact. We forget why we are doing these daily things, the tasks and duties. For example, if I were to ask you what you did this past Friday, you would answer, well, I woke up and went to work. I got home took care of a few things around the house. And mothers would say, I woke up, woke up the children, brought them to school, or did school work with them, and then did some cleaning around the house. And then if I asked you why you did these things, you would answer something like, well, I did it to pay the bills and support the family, and so I have to go to work. Or I have to take care of the children and make sure they do their schoolwork. The house needs to be cleaned and straightened up. Now, of course, this is true. But really, why are you doing these things? There's a far greater reason for doing them. You are doing them because God wants you to do them. You are fulfilling God's will for you that day. And isn't that a far greater and more beneficial reason for doing the common day-to-day -day responsibilities? And so, my dear faithful, we don't have to answer this question, what you're doing each day, when it is put to you this way. But you should, we need to have this thought first and foremost in our minds, that we're doing it for God, we're fulfilling God's will for us. When you do these things each day, you are doing what God wants you to do at that very moment. You are fulfilling God's will for you and working out your salvation. Having this in mind, changing your point of view on these things will make these ordinary daily occupations a great worth for you for eternity. You will gain many graces for yourself and for others simply by doing your daily duties and accepting the circumstances that life presents to you. Changing your perspective then will also, on your work and daily household duties will also help you to cheerfully perform these tasks. Just think about it. If you are going to work and you know you have to do something you don't like, or you have to work with someone that annoys you, 
If you remember, God wants you to do this for him and that you will gain a reward in heaven. Won't that make it easier to accept, to patiently and cheerfully do that work or work with that person? Or if you're having difficulties with the children, they're really trying your patience and you have so much work to do around the house. If you recall that God wants this of you, won't, that, won't you be able to joyfully perform these household duties and patiently correct the children? As the lady in the story came to realize, we have it pretty good. There's always someone who has it much worse than us. And learn to pray as she did then. And instead of grumbling and complaining, she gladly and thankfully prayed, My God, thy will be done, whatever it is for me. And in so doing, you will also imitate our Lord himself. No, Christ came to earth not to do his will, but the will of him who sent him. As St. Paul summed up Christ's life by saying, He was made obedient even unto death. Our Lord's entire life is marked by humbly accepting the sufferings, the poverty, and obscurity from the hands of God his Father. And as Christ prayed in his agony in the garden before his passion, Father, let this chalice pass from me, but not my will, but thine be done. Let us then, my dear faithful, pray for this grace to persevere until the end and to more cheerfully accept God's will for you each day. And strive to have this in mind each morning. Today I'm going to fulfill God's will for me at work, at home, and whatever life presents to me. Think of this as you say your morning offering and offer to the Sacred Heart through the Immaculate Heart of Mary all the prayers, your joys, your works, and sufferings throughout that day. Pray to Our Lady to help you throughout the day to accept God's will cheerfully for you. And in the evening, you can look back at your day and say, I did this for God. I did what He wanted me to do today. And this is all that God asks of you, and that you do these duties for love of Him. So strive to do all things well, because you are doing them for God and working out your salvation. And thus you will be build up a treasure for yourself in heaven, and an everlasting crown, as St. Paul says. And so often pray with great joy and gratitude, My God, not my will, but thy will be done, whatever it is for me. May God bless you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.